The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. What's up, Cleaning Nation? Happy Halloween. Lindsay B. here, and I'm so excited to be here on Halloween with you guys. Um, of course, one of our core values is have fun, so I thought I'd wear a costume for Halloween. I don't know if I'm a cat or a raccoon or a squirrel or what, but there you go. Um, our team just got back from our Next Level and Millionaire Mastermind event that was held in Orlando, Florida, and we are we are just still pumped from it. And our team's actually all traveling back, and I think I got back first, so I'm here and able to make a podcast. So I'm doing it with this uh, kind of spooky setting. So um, what I wanted to do today was actually give you a sneak peek into what I got to talk about um, with our members. I don't give a lot of talks for our clients, so I was super pumped to be able to dive into something. And I want to give you a brief um, overview of that today. And um, what I'm going to talk about is this crazy book, crazy awesome book called Fans First by Jesse Cole. And uh, actually, the quick story behind how we got into this book and how it applies to Cleaning Nation is one of our clients actually gifted this book to our um, to Mike and Tracy on our team. And just out of nowhere, and Mike got so into it, he made our whole team read it. And I was impacted the most from it, I think, from being the client happiness manager. It gave me so many ideas of how to serve our clients. And this book's about a baseball team. It's not about a coaching company or even a cleaning company, but so much of the material is absolutely applicable to any business, especially a cleaning business in the service industry. All right, so let's jump into it. Let's first introduce you to the whole concept of this book. Uh, it's about a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas, and I'm just going to read the back of the beginning of the book because it summarizes it best. Here we go. The Savannah Bananas should not exist. You can't name any of their players. They play in a 1920s era ballpark with no ads or billboards. They play in kilts, stilts, and stilettos. They even have an all-grandma dance team, the Banana Nanas. Everything the bananas do is unconventional. Unconventional. <laughs> it doesn't work. It shouldn't work. I mean, it shouldn't work. And yet they sell out every game. They have a wait list in the thousands, ship merchandise around the globe, and entertain millions of followers on social media. How is this even possible? Two words. Fans first. All right, so let's get into a little background on the Savannah Bananas first. Before we even get into what this whole book is about, which I'm going to give you an overview of. Again, I'm not going to read the whole book to you. Um, let's get some background on the stars of this book, the Savannah Bananas. They're an independent baseball team. They started with no luck, a 100-year-old stadium, and they were totally just had this unsupportive community. Like, no one cared about the Savannah team. They weren't the Savannah Bananas back then. Um, worse yet, they were going completely broke and their season was coming up. So it was crunch time. So instead of these guys making excuses, they had to make themselves different. Um, so usually constraints like money or time, they actually foster creativity. It's kind of like, you know what it is? It's the, it's the reverse of what Mike always says. Basically, he says, if you've got a problem and you've got money, then you don't 
have a problem? Well, in their case, they had a problem. They had no money. They had no time. So they had to use creativity. So this creativity came in the form of attention. And attention actually beats any kind of marketing. Um, Jesse Cole, the author of this book, one of his... um, Biggest heroes is P.T. Barnum, which is the guy, you know, the P.T., the Barnum and Bailey Circus, that guy. And um, his number one rule, guess what it was? It was get attention. So what the Bananas did is they had a naming contest and they wanted to get the community's attention. So um, they had this naming contest and actually the local press picked up on it. They started running with it, right? Um Someone mentioned the name Savannah Bananas, and immediately the um, the executive team, Jesse and his um, coworkers, knew that was it. And the reason they knew that the Savannah Bananas was the name for them was because it gave them tons of ideas for promotions. So they thought instead of the first pitch, you have the first banana. Yeah, they throw a, a banana. Um, it gave them ideas like banana in the pants. That's a whole nother thing. The banana nanas, like I mentioned before, even their uh, merchandise, they have um, underwear they call Dolce and banana underwear. Hilarious. Um, So even after the naming celebration, they had to keep like their foot on the gas, right? They had to keep getting attention so people would know about them. So what they did after that was they brought ringers in to cheer on the team to, um, at the naming unveiling. So they basically paid people to just root for them um, so people would also naturally like the name of the team. Um, other things they did was they unveiled the mascot, which they also had the fans um, pick. Well, they weren't quite fans yet. The community picked it. And they unveiled it at the um, elementary school so that you know the kids would automatically just absolutely love it. I mean, kids always love mascots. So right there, they started bringing a buzz about themselves and people had a story. So the kids had a story to tell about how this banana came to school named Split, by the way. So cute. And the parents and the teachers all had a story to tell. So word began to spread about this banana Savannah Bananas baseball team. Okay, so after this, they had to ratchet up attention even more, but they needed people to get to know them. And we talk about this a lot to you, Cleaning Nation, is core values. Um, They had to teach their community more about it. And yes, I have notes here. (laughs) There's so much awesome information here. I took notes for my little talk I gave on our next level of millionaire mastermind folks. Um, So the fans first way, what it really means is it's telling you their core values. It's summarized in fans first, but the way they do this is in the five E's. And I'm going to try to go through this as thoroughly, but as quick as I can just to squeeze it in. Um, and if you're taking notes out there, like stop, like honestly, just, just buy this book. Like we are not affiliated with them or anything. It's just such a good book that Grow My Cleaning Company is totally behind this because it's going to give you so many ideas. It gave me a ton ideas for our clients. So anyways, back to the five E's. What are they? Eliminate friction, entertain always, experiment constantly, engage deeply, can't make a four engage deeply and empower action also p.s i'm sorry to those of you that are listening only because you can't see my hilarious um hood and my hand gestures you should check out the youtube video just pause and check it out later anyhow everything the bananas do they ask 
is this fans first? Then they do the thing and then they ask, was that fans first? And by the way, when I say fans in this case, that means any of your clients or customers. Just I want you to take the word clients or customers like out of your vocabulary and call these people your fans. That's like one major concept of this book that they cover right away that I kind of just glossed over, but just keep that in mind. So let's go to the first E, eliminate friction. I think this is so important for cleaning company owners or any service-based industry. Eliminating friction is about putting yourself in your fans' shoes and looking for every possible point, every touch point, every policy, things that get slowed down because of those policies, um, things that heat up tempers, um, or basically just anything that punishes your fans. So, I mean, most companies think that their core values or their company values and the policies they generate from them are all about them, about the company. And really, in reality, they're about the people they serve. They're about the fans. They don't always, the companies don't always think about the end goals, which is keeping your fans, your clients, your customers happy. This is where I come in as the client happiness manager and why I'm so obsessed with this book. Okay, so here's a quick example from the bananas. Everyone thought that when they announced their all-you-can-eat food and all-you-can-drink beverages, not alcohol. They, they actually don't have any alcohol. That would be a hot mess if they did. But they had all-you-can-eat food and um, soft drinks, right? So everyone thought like, oh my God, this baseball team is just going to lose money. There is no way they're going to make money off of this because no one's no one's gonna be paying for food like um, concessions is a huge money maker in the sports industry but instead they eliminated the friction of people having to worry about spending money at the ballpark you know like Yankee Stadium you go there you pay like 20 bucks for a beer you know these people the Savannah Bananas fans didn't have to worry about that anymore so what happened was that they actually made more money and sold out all their games because people got so obsessed with the notion of not having to pay for food or beverages and it was just a huge attraction point of them so it's easy to think about the money you might lose in some of these decisions but you're going to think about the money you're consciously allowing friction um, to dictate your fans experience meaning you'll lose more money in the long run by keeping friction in place than you will by making the fans first choice Okay, so um, let's talk about how you can do this too, real quick, give you some action items. Um, take about like five minutes and just think about what does it look like when customers interact, excuse me, fans interact with your business, um, the rules, the policies, um, even your spaces, like if you have an office, what that's like. Does a fan want this? Does it add a value to the fan? And it doesn't make it life easier for them. Okay, again, this is all in the book, but you can always take notes, I guess, and rewind and listen to this. But that's some stuff for you to think about. Okay, we're going to get on to the number two E, which is entertain always. And I got to say, this section of the book made the biggest impact on me. And I'll tell you why. It was these three sentences. Every business is in the entertainment business, even a cleaning company. If you're not entertaining customers, then you won't have customers to entertain. I'm going to repeat that. If you're not entertaining customers, then you don't have customers to entertain. Blew my mind. So simple, but it was just such a big 
breakthrough for me. Um, so in terms of entertainment, we're talking about anything that brings joy, amusement to people. I mean, at the end of the day, people are just really hungry, hungry for um, things that bring them joy and they can have fun with, right? So as a cleaning business, you're actually still hosting people, even though it doesn't seem like it. You're probably in their house um, cleaning or at their business, um, but you're really the host. You're the host of the company. And as the host, it's your job to entertain, to make things easy, um, to make the guests feel comfortable and valued no matter what. Um, this goes all the way from the first impression you bring to the last impression. So think about your website, what that looks like. Is it fans first? Like, Do you make it easy for them to... Um, book a call with you to come um, for a cleaning quote? Um, do you make it all about the fan and what they're going through, their pain points, etc.? All the way through the last example, or excuse me, the last um, interaction, impression of when you're leaving the house and um, the invoice afterwards, what that is like. So you want to script out your whole experience with the customer. That's going to allow you to find all those pain points, including friction, right? It all goes back to preventing friction. So just scripting out the whole experience will also let you um, notice where there's friction in your your order of operations, per se. So all these five E's kind of blend together. All right. So um, I want you to find your boring moments in your company, like, I don't know, your invoice, your website, and script it out. See how you can make it better and more remarkable and make it more fans first quick action item. Okay, we're going to keep going on here. I want to keep to time today. I got so much information for you. Number three is experiment constantly. So if you want to keep having the same impact on your fans, just keep doing the same thing. Like it's okay. Just stay where you're at. It's it's no big deal. But if you want to make fanatics out of your fans, um, if you want to make an gr even greater impact, then it's up to you to keep experimenting. And just a side note, all of these things I'm mentioning are not passive. These are active things you have to do constantly to keep the momentum going and keep your fans being well fanatical. So you want to create a culture of experimentation in your team. Um, the way the bananas do this is that they are... Um, they always invite their team and give them the opportunity to experiment. So one example is um, whenever they have someone new on their team, they um, ask them for feedback. Say, hey, like, what do you like? What do you not like? What would you do differently? And how would you change it? So real quick, one story is they had an intern that um, said that the thank you um, calls, they would call their um, season ticket holders and say thank you were like super boring. So um, he said, hey, you should just have someone call them up and like, like wrap a thank you. So the owner, Jesse Cole, said, okay, great. You're going to start doing that today. So he got the kid involved immediately and had him implement immediately too. That's the other thing. When you have an idea and you experiment, implement immediately. And don't worry about if things get messy. I mean, that's part of the game. That's part of the experiment experience of experimenting constantly. Okay, we're going to keep going today. We have like limited time. Again, you should definitely check out the book, but I just want to hit like on all these um, briefly. Um, number four, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on just because it's so, so good. It's number four is engage deeply. So this quote by Andy uh, Stanley perfectly sets up this concept. He says, do for one what you wish you could do for many. Okay, so this is one good story from the book where um, 
they had a salute to the military knights and uh, they would, instead of doing something boring like other teams do where they just, you know, show on camera the service men and women, they wanted to go like the extra mile. So they had a group of siblings, some little kids go onto the field to um, give high fives and welcome the team members on as they came out of the tunnel onto the field. And they put the kids backs to the tunnel so they couldn't see who was coming out. And instead of the team coming out on this night, they had their dad who was on leave from the military come out and hug them and surprise them. And this was such a huge moment because it just brought so much joy to the family and to the kids, first of all. So it impacted the family. Number two, it impacted everyone in that stadium. I mean, people were like crying because it was so cute. So all these people had a story to tell, right? So no one really leaves Grayson Stadium where they play without having a story to tell. That is actually one of the other key components of what the Savannah Bananas do. They have... um like these magic moments they create. Uh, another concept that goes with engage deeply is serve over sell. And just another quick story to give you, to get your brain um, wrapped around this concept, get your wheels turning, is that one of the team members, um, one of the staff members, his job was to um, take the season ticket holders out for lunch um, frequently so that he could pick their brains, get ideas on how to serve the fans better. Of course, during COVID, this was super hard to do, and um, he really couldn't take people out to lunch. So instead, he was on Facebook all the time, kind of like stalking the fans, especially the season ticket holders. And one day, he noticed that one of the season ticket holders posted, oh, I wish I had Oreos and milk. That would be amazing. Just, you know, offhandedly posting that on social media. So what does he do? He goes out, he buys milk and cookies, Oreo cookies for the fan, puts them in the mailbox, goes back to uh, the computer and writes, check your mailbox. And the fan is just like, oh my God, the bananas actually sent me milk and cookies and just create this buzz on social media. And you can just see how they go the extra mile. Okay. So um, think about ways you can go the extra mile for your fans, your clients. Um, think of ways you can wow them and uh, surprise them delight them. Okay, the last one I'm going to hit on today is empower action. Um, and this goes along with the team. Again, when I say team, I mean the staff, um, your team, your your employees. Uh, too many people are scared to be uncomfortable. I mean, it really takes courage to put yourself out there. So they just stick with the status quo instead. Like they're not experimenting. They're not going the extra mile for their fans because they're just scared. But your job as a leader is to give your team a little boost when they need it. Um, so what the bananas do is um, they actually empower their team by rewarding them on um, even when someone like does something that doesn't go well, I mean, at least they try. They actually have a reward system for that. They reward their team for trying things that may not work, and they celebrate the outcome no matter what. And uh, they celebrate the failures because it gives them a chance to learn something new. They're very big on that in the uh, bananas. Um, so you want to empower your team. You want to empower yourself, too. And sometimes, counterintuitively, this actually comes from empowering your team. So the owner has a story where he was on another baseball team and um, he was going out talking to his boss, like walking around the field. And he had all these ideas for his boss. And he asked his boss, well, what should I do? Like, what's the best way to go about this? And his boss turned to him and said, well, what do you think? And yeah, it took like the thought process off the boss. Like he wasn't just being lazy. He was empowering himself by giving his 
um, employee a chance to really think for himself. And so the employees, uh, the owner, Jesse Cole, the author of this book, said all these ideas that he had. And it was actually in line with what the boss thought, too. Um, so it empowers both people. Lastly, you want to empower your fans, too. And the way the bananas do this is they get their fans um, involved in every aspect of the business. I mean, they named the team. They came up with the mascot. They come up with merchandise. Um, they also do this hilarious thing on social media, like an inside joke where they say, hey, what do you want the outfielders to do today? And people would be like, oh, I want them to put bananas in their pockets or, oh, I want them to... Um, chew the big league um, baseball gum you know it looks like chewing tobacco but play chubby bunny instead where they like chew as much and put as much as in their mouth as possible Um, so they're doing all these crazy things in the outfield that the fans requested and it just makes this huge like awesome connection okay guys that is it. My time is up. I'm like watching the time here. I mean, this I'm just scratching the surface of this book. Again, um, if you are on, on the podcast only and can't see the book I'm holding up, it's called Fans First by Jesse Cole. Again, we have no affiliation with them or anything. Um, our team just really loves this book and we got so much out of it. I applied so many concepts to this book from this book on our trip to Orlando just the other day and um, just really committed all in fans first. And um, the feedback we got from our clients was amazing. It was probably our best event yet. So um, I hope that this inspires you out there, Cleaning Nation. And um, sorry, it's just me today. Happy Halloween. And um, until next time, I'll see you. This is Lindsay. Oh, and um Here's your call to action today before I forget. <laughs> P.S. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I actually want you to email me. I'm going to give out my email, which I never do. It's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at growmycleaningcompany.com. That's Lindsay with an A-Y at growmycleaningcompany.com. And give me ideas for a podcast. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to see more of? I'm putting you guys fans first. I want to see um, what kind of podcast you enjoy and what you want more of. So please reach out to me. Let me know what you think anytime in the future, in the past, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. All right, Cleaning Nation, that's it. Have a great Halloween, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.